0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network pop culture time it's the raspy voice kids aka rvk brainers phoenix i also hate pit joined by jeremy j and phoenix you can't see it but we got the flies hoodies in the building on the planet earth designed by jeremy phoenix and right now we're not going to talk about just fashion we're going to get to pop culture thank you to jenny we won't say her last (laughs) name but (laughs) jenny brought up a subject that is universal to men probably throughout the world certainly in this nation, this great nation, we have had this debate. We've had this issue. Jeremy, how do you feel about the concept that men who live in homes with women should sit down when they pee? Uh, 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 absurd. Absurd. I saw this comment. She was all happy with
1: herself saying, I'm going to just put this out there. And the thing that shocked it didn't shock me, but like all the women who responded, yes, yep. tell them, sister. Get them, sister. Yep, yep. Stop it. Stop it. I I couldn't believe it. All the way. Full stop. Full stop. Absolutely stop.
0: No, here's the thing. When I saw (laughs) it, I immediately felt for her husband because her husband's my homeboy. So I thought, is this what he's going through at home? Maybe I need to talk to him, okay? Because I'm the expert on on marriage and relationships, being a divorced man. Right, right. Obviously, I'm the expert. That said, the biggest thing, I I got so upset about this, Jeremy. I was in the bathroom mirror talking to myself about it as I took a pee. No. (laughs) Okay? I was taking a pee and I thought, no, listen, here's what people need to understand. This is what women don't understand. Y'all don't understand this. You're thinking about what it smells like, what it requires as far as cleaning, what you might sit in, and all of those things are important. So I do believe that men should have etiquette. Better aim, seat up when you go, seat down when you're done. If somehow you make a mistake, you clean that mistake. You can even assume the role of responsibility of cleaning the bathroom because it's equal opportunity in the home. It's a team. Everybody works together. I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm 100% okay with that. I will
0: never teach my son to sit down when he pees. You know why, Jeremy? Why? Because in red-blooded American male culture, sitting down to pee is a pejorative. It is a way to take away a man's masculinity. It's a way to say to you, you are less than. In fact, when you want to punk somebody, you get in their face, you say whatever you want to say, and then when you're done, you say, sit Sit down." down when you pee. Amen. And now, now Jenny, you have never been in a situation where somebody told you sit down when you pee because your whole life you have sat down when you pee. But for men, especially ones who go to school, you, look, look, you can't be sitting down when you pee. You, no, no, absolutely not. And here's the thing. Look, well, actually, you know, I'll take that back. If you
1: want to sit when you pee, that's up to you. Yes. Okay, I, I, I agree. If you want to sit, there's some people want to sit down when you pee. Look, I, I saw some reports that said um, it helps to prostrate. And look, if you're older and it hey, helps it to prostrate.
0: Helps it helps what? Prostrate. Prostate. <laughs> Are we praying? Pa, all right, excuse me. Pop,
1: anyways, we'll, we'll go.
0: Whatever he said. You know what we're talking another, about. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, another thing said, oh, it's it's more relaxing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Look, when I saw that comment and I hear girls saying, yeah, they just said, it all stems from jealousy. I'm going to be for real. I'm going to be for real with you. If you're the ones who saying, sit down when you pee, you know if you were a dude, you, if you had one wish, it would be to, or one of your if wishes I would have be. have fun wish. It's to stand up when you, because we're relaxing. What's easier than just going, just standing up and going? You wish you could do that. You wish you could stop on the side of the road and not have the squat. Beg and pray. You wish that you could do all those things. And because you can't,
0: you want to get mad. You want to talk about the seat being up or down. You want to talk about people standing or sitting. I I think jealousy and envy could be part of it. No, absolutely. I think sitting and pee and falling in the toilet because people don't do what they're supposed to is a bigger part. Put the seat down. Put the seat down. But seat down. That, and that leads us to another thing, Jeremy. Whose responsibility is it? Is it the woman's job to check or is it the man's job to make sure the seat's down? One thing I saw, no, here's the truth. You, you,
1: should, put, you should put the seat down. As a, but, as a man, right? As a man. But one thing that I did see is somebody who said, hey, you know the reason why the seat's up? It's so I don't pee on it for you. So if I forget the other <laughs> half of them putting it down, you will cut off my head. Look, I'm sorry. I feel like it's all hatering. Honestly, I, I feel like I it's hatering. I think honestly, like like they say and, and some dudes are slobs and some dudes say. Some take dudes it too are, far. they don't care. Disrespectful. I'm just saying to say you need to sit down when you pee is absolutely absurd and filled with haterism. Matter of fact, there's two countries where where men, almost half of them, actually do sit and pee. That's Sweden and Japan. Yeah. So women. If you want a man who sits down when he yeah, needs, yeah. go to Sweden or Japan or get a Swedish man or a Japanese dude. That's on you. Hey, look, I'm giving you I'm giving you what you need. But here. Oh, I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. No, I won't do that. sit so when we pee not let's grown be, men let's be for real not not let's no grown men
0: and i'm not big on the alpha male or the man card all that kind of stuff if you want to sit when you pee like you said that's fine some people you know do whatever makes you comfortable there are very few circumstances there's one circumstance i think of immediately where i'm sitting to pee and that's in the morning sometimes a circumstance where it's best to sit when i pee okay all right, all right. usually because of where i live i just go outside in those circumstances so there it might, there are times it might be best but to make it a rule, to teach my son, sorry, I can't do it. I'm a to And teach to
1: chastise men on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Next you're going to say, don't pee in bottle.
0: <laughs> you on your own on that one. <laughs> but we do pee on, but you on your own. But look, look. No, so, I was just joking. So I was just but I will joking. say, I will say, that to end all of this discussion, women, we're going to put this poll up. We're going to put this poll up. You guys are going to get destroyed. It won't even be close. Oh, well, it'll be 50-50. No, it won't. Women will say, sit down. I think there's enough women in this world who understand what it means to raise men. Because not, so not only not only, does Jenny, has, Jenny didn't have any brothers. It was just her and her sister. And Jenny doesn't have a boy as a son. I mean, she That's just true. has a daughter. Jenny doesn't understand. So anyway, but as I said, sit down when you pee. This was a hot topic. I was very upset about it. I thought about this a lot. Um... But you can't, you can't, you gotta teach a man to be a man because well, ladies, y'all don't want men who ain't men. I'm not so, saying you gotta be misogynistic. So. I'm not saying you gotta be disrespectful. I do believe that there's toxic masculinity, but standing to pee is not part of that. But if you disagree, get at us. they've right. I gotta
1: thank the sponsors. Uh, I better do it like Brandon does. All right. <clears throat> the RVK would like to thank our sponsors. Swilled Dog, the finest hard cider in all the land. Get swilled. Responsibly, of course. And by Sandwich you, the king of the fat sandwich. By Jim Ashley, the quintessential businessman and soon-to-be world traveler. And by Astorg Auto, Jamie Spears is the man with the plan. Go to Astorg Auto, the finest car dealership in all of West Virginia. And finally, by Shrinkables.
0: Shrinkables! Get at us. For the next segment... It's the Raspy Voice kids in the building. Jeremy J.N. themed Phoenix the little brother. Brandon, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, the big brother. We love the West Virginia University Mountaineers. Football, basketball, baseball, soccer, gymnastic. Holler, Erica Fontaine and Chloe Kachi. Love Chloe. But anyway. And the rest of the squad. And shout out to Big Route. Right. Yeah. But anyway, the softball, the, the baseball team. Mr. Maisie doing a fantastic job. Absolutely. Nikki Izzo Brown. She's got competition now because we have a new Brown in town, but Izzo is the original. Marlon LeBlanc doing big things at in soccer. Into to the Izzo. But without question, the king of coaches at West Virginia University, no matter how excited we are about downtown Neil Brown, Morgantown Neil Brown, Mount Neal, whatever you want to call him, the king is Coach Bobby Huggins. Huggy Bear. And Huggy we trust. Huggy to the hall. Huggy's team is pretty much garbage this year. <laughs> <laughs> he went a little strong. I know you're gonna say garbage. Uh, we are finding
1: our way. We're getting better, but we've lost two in a row in conference. There's bright spots. There's bright spots with the squad, and obviously anybody who's watched Mountaineer basketball this year knows that there's been uh, there's big deficiencies and there's things that we have to get fixed. Is it over yet? No. We no, just it's started, not over. We just started conference play. We have faith in Huggins, but right now it's it's looking rough. It's looking really. The Problem rough. I have with the team. The biggest problem I have with the team. Real is- quick, real quick. One thing I was gonna say is. My big question in this was going to be: Are you more concerned about the Mountaineer basketball team or the West Virginia football football uh, program? But now with the new hiring, that's no longer a question. Yeah, I was going to say I'm not. So, uh, so, so uh, let's continue. Let's just focus in on on this basketball squad.
0: Yeah, the focus for me is the frustration I have with this team is I knew they would lack experience. I knew that they would have trouble at the guard position. I. At least I knew early on that McCabe would have to grow. I thought that... Yeah, all the young dudes. Yeah, all the young dudes. Got to give them time. Got to give them time. That's what I was expecting. Even Napper, even though it's his second year technically, physically he was unable to play last year, so this is really his first year. I expected to be slow as far as understanding how to press, understanding how to run an offense. I expected that to happen. What I did not expect was for the front front court to be the mess that it is. Now, a large part of the front court being a mess is Sagaba Kanate. Sagaba was projected by a lot of people to be a possible first-round draft pick. He tested the waters. Bobby Huckins said he never re- uh, seriously considered going. And when he came back this year, we figure out he's hurt. And there are people who question whether or not Sagaba Kanate is hurt. I've seen him. I've seen him limping around. I've talked to reporters, friends of ours who told us they see him in practice. I've seen him post practice. Seen him, you know, in all phases. The man is hurt. I mean, it's true. It's true. And I, he's our dude. But we have enough. That's my thing. Coming into
1: this year, we knew that our guards were going to be raw. We knew our guards were young other than Beatle. We know Beatle was going to be the man. Our big men, our big men just haven't showed up the way I thought they were going to. I feel like they're still playing like we have these star guards from last year. They have to stand up and assert themselves, whether it's Issa, whether it's uh, uh, all the dudes that we have. And right now, it's just not getting done. And we look lost. Now, granted, we can fix it. Granted, our guards, I feel like, are good enough to get it and figure it out throughout the year. But right now, we are going through a rough time as Mountaineer fans, as a Mountaineer basketball team, as a Mountaineer program well, right you, now.
0: You, I, don't, I don't know that that's true with the guards. I, I, don't, know, I don't know that this year they're going to get it. They're going to get better. I don't know that they're going to get it. They, Jeremy, they turn the ball over. So, I mean, it's and, just... And
1: they keep turning the ball and over.
0: And they keep turning the ball over. But they, that's everybody. It's not
1: just the guards. But, it's everybody.
0: Bobby Huggins, but the guards are the ones you would expect to do that the least. And Bobby Huggins said that the coaches, his his assistant coaches, will come up with plays, and they'll talk about all the different ways they can play. Eric Martin will say, we can do this, or, you know, whatever. They'll say, everybody has a way that they can score. And then Bobby Bobby says, okay, who's going to pass it to him? <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth, That's though. his quote. It's the truth. And uh, the other thing Bobby Huggins said that I love was he said basketball is like a girlfriend. He said... You don't put the time in with your girlfriend, she leaves. And he's like, and if you don't put the time in with basketball, you lose it. That's why Tavon Horton. I was going to say, shout out to Tavon Horton. 304 representing Fairmont. He got the start because he was out there. Now, I will say, I was a little birdie told me, another reporter told me, sometimes hugs, manipulates the truth a little bit. <laughs> and... Sometimes he's trying to send a message. Sometimes he's coaching and teaching. But that's and Bob- what you have to do. Bobby I, 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 Huggins I, 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 is the master I, I, no, no, at that. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But all coaches
1: anywhere, you have to find what, what makes your players tick. Figure that out and get them
0: to tick. Now, the problem I have, the thing that I can't forgive is the leadership should be coming from Beatle and Issa. Beatle, I believe, wants to be a leader and tries to be a leader. Issa, he's just nonchalant. And I'm not saying he doesn't care, but it sure looks like he doesn't care.
1: It's tough because a lot of times you think your upperclassmen need to be the leaders. And in sports, you kind of figure that. The problem is that in reality, in real life, not everybody is a born leader. No. Not and everybody not,
0: not Everybody can learn to be a leader. You yeah. are or you're not. I, I believe you are or you're not. You can and improve, but you are or you're not. And, and Issa true. Ahmad is not a leader.
1: So if these dudes that we need to lead, these upperclassmen, we're kind of looking on to lead, and they're not doing it.
0: We have an issue. We have a problem. That's why I say this team is garbage. When I say it's garbage, it's not that I don't love this team. It's not that I don't think this team can get better. It's not that I don't trust Bobby Huggins because Bobby Huggins is a legend. Huggy to the hall. A Lifetime contract. That's how much I believe in Bobby Huggins. I love Bobby Huggins. Well, hunt He just seems as frustrated as we do. He really does. He se- no, he seems more. Like when we say somebody- we, are, we always say uh, Huggins we trust, I don't think Huggins knows what's no. going on. No, Huggins 100. and Huggins, po- uh, somebody tweeted – that they're just sad for the for the years this this season has taken off of Bobby Huggins' life That's what somebody said. So, but we but there are spots. One of those big spots is Derek Culver. Yeah, he Derek Culver returning from suspension against Texas, seventeen and nine. He looks like a he looks like a beast, and he's still figuring it out. It's only been four games that he's played. He's a ball in conference he's for sure. A Derek Culver needs to play early and often. He needs to have the ball in his hands. He's a guy who seems to understand what he needs to do. Um. And I love the effort of Logan Rout. I do love the effort. Yeah. Uh, I like... Chase Harler plays hard. Chase Harler plays you, really you hard. I love say whatever Chase Harler leaves his
1: guts on the court, and we but love that. I love that. So, I mean, there's a lot... there but, but there's just a lot... There's a lot left to be desired. There is. There's, but I, I will say for Mountaineer fans, just think about this one thing. There's one really important thing that happened this year that, honestly, now that I see how the season's going, is all I needed to happen. What's that? We... Beat Pitt. We beat I don't Pitt. care. I don't care. Look, maybe it's a down saved. year. I don't care if it's a down year. I don't care if things aren't going the right way. We beat Pitt. We beat him. Amen. Number one thing, we beat Pitt. Now, uh, after that, hopefully we can get a win over Tennessee because I, you know, I always say, uh, I always say, just, <laughs> have you uh, watched
0: Tennessee this year, Jeremy? <laughs> no, I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. yeah, yeah. Hopefully they don't we,
1: remember all the stuff we were saying during football season. Oh, they
0: do. Uh, real quick, do Cannon's you, do you really believe Hugs when he said, that you don't expect to lose sags for the year. Do you think he was just saying that and trying to motivate him, or do you think that was a slip and he was just talking, or do you think that's just real talk? I have no clue. I
1: have no clue. Hugs is a great motivator. Hugs knows what he, he's very calculated, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know don't either. Know.
0: I don't buy the whole brother thing. I'm not telling you the brothers not involved. What I will say is I don't care about about sags playing against San Valdosta State uh, Catholic. When there's conference play, I'd I rather guys get healed up, ready to go. And if he's not ready to go, I don't think he should risk his career to play in college. People are like, he's getting a free education. Yes, but if he's injured, why risk it? That's my opinion. That's my position. I know that you feel the same way, but that's the last thing we wanted to say. Um, but yeah, that's the basketball team in a nutshell. We're looking forward to the next game. Conference play is in full swing, so we at least have something to look forward to. Bring up K-State. And even if we, that's the thing, is like even if we can't win the conference, every time we beat one of these teams, it feels good. To get a conference win. So let's see what we can get. Wildcats on the menu. Highlight your boys and get at us. Raspy
1: voice. Hey, this is Mark Bolger, former Mountaineer, always a mountaineer. You're listening to the Raspy Voice Kids. Here, you smell what the rock
0: is cooking.
1: Here we go again, the RBK Coaches Royal Rumble. This week we got the Big Ten. Now, we're going to go over the past winners. Yep. Big 12, Mike Gundy, must have brandished again. Gundy and the mullet wins the Big 12. Jeremy says
0: Gundy won. I was very strong on my choice of Matt Campbell. Jeremy picked Matt Rule. We allowed the fans to have a choice, and they incorrectly picked Mike Gundy, but we will respect the results of the poll. Then we were on to
1: the SEC. SEC. S-E-C. Or as we like to call it, Bama Country. But in this Royal Rumble, it was Ed O. from LSU. Coach O. Man, I'll,
0: I'll, dang man I'll <laughs> I don't,
1: man, I don't tell do Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely a fitting win because the dude's a beast. The dude's a beast. But now this week we're on to the, well, I was going to say SEC. We're on to the Big Ten. You ready for this? Yeah. We're going down to the coaches of the Big Ten. Uh, we got Ryan Day at Ohio State. Lovey Smith at Illinois. Yep. Tom Allen, Indiana. Chris Ash at Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Mike
0: Loxley at Maryland. Now, Mike Loxley is the offensive coordinator at Bama. He will just now be taking over for DJ Murder and Durkin. Row the boat, PJ Fleck at Minnesota. Love that
1: dude. Jeff Brown, Purdue. Scott Frost at Nebraska. Kirk Ferentz at Iowa. Paul Chris at Whiskey, Wisconsin. Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, James Franklin at Penn State, and Mark D'Antonio at Michigan State. There's a list, Brandon. What do you think about the list? Just overall. Uh,
0: I feel like the Big Ten actually has a relatively strong group They do. They do. They're definitely stronger than the Big 12. Uh, The Big 12 is the weakest by far. Yeah. By far. Uh, Yeah. Now, they're hurt. So far. So far. far. They're hurt in part because they don't have as many coaches. So that gives you four. Like, you know, we have 10 teams. The Big Ten has four. And their coaches are just
1: like their football teams, finesse. So.
0: Mm, Yeah, most of them. But back to the Big Ten. Um, Oh, wait. Did you say say Nebraska's coach? Yeah. Okay. I I didn't know what you said. Okay. Okay. We know Brandon's answer for his winner.
1: Let's take the first three. We're going to take the first three. Lovey Smith, Illinois. Tom Allen, Indiana. Ryan
0: Day, Ohio State. I go Lovey Smith all day. It's easy. Don't let that gray beard fool you. Solid dude. Good-sized dude. Um, Doesn't talk a lot, and that means a lot to me when dude's about to get into the fight I'm going Lovey Smith out of those that group. Eye test.
1: That's all you need. This dude is fierce. This dude is tough. Lovey Smith for sure. Now Ryan Day. I don't know a whole lot about him. He's young. He may be a little feisty. I would love if Urban was on here so I could quickly
0: dismiss him. Well, I mean, he Urban Meyer is the kind of guy who fakes a heart attack and while he's laying there and goes to met, another team, fakes no. heart attack, goes to another team. Is that what <laughs> that play? he played? He fakes a heart attack. <laughs> he, so you stop the fight, and as soon as you're not paying attention, he throws sand in your eye and then comes after you. Urban Meyer would have had a better chance than Ryan Day at winning the Royal Rumble out of sheer cheating ability.
1: Yeah, yeah, cheating ability, no, no. But Lovey Smith is the
0: pick. So who are we going to next? All right, we're going to them Scarlet
1: Knights, Chris Ash, DJ Durkin, and Maryland. Excuse me. Sorry, not DJ. See, I messed up. Mike Loxley. Mike Loxley, big Mike Loxley from Alabama. He's up there at Maryland now. And row the boat, PJ Fleck. I love P.J. Flex intensity. I know you do. I was hoping we could get So PJ I was Fleck. waiting for you to make an argument for P.J. Flex, so could get, I can look I was, at you crazy. I was hoping we could get P.J. Because this F- ain't about coaching. This is not about intense. This is about. Well, I mean, there's all kinds of things involved in the
0: Royal Rumble, Jim. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, P.J. PJ Fleck, Fleck does not have enough of any of those that. to win anything. P.J. Fleck, you out. I, was, <laughs> I, th- I uh, really thought you were going to try to make no, an no, argument. P.J. Flex Just because you liked him. Mike Loxley, again, about that business. About that life. He's, a, he's, again, now the age is a factor. Solid dude. I'm going Mike Loxley for this group. I look at Mike Loxley, Bone Crusher. So you outside
1: of the club and, and you think, think I'm a bug. bug. All right, he, might, he ain't never scared. All right. All right, the next three, Jeff Brom, Scott Frost, and Kirk Ferentz there in Iowa. Kirk Ferentz is out. He's way too old,
0: way too docile.
1: Uh, Kirk Ferentz is gone. Jeff Brown, Jeff Brom, first
0: looks, man, he got a, l- a little craziness in him. Well, Jeff Brom is a tough guy. He looks like he'd be feisty. Jeff a tough guy. I remember, you know, he was injured. Played a very important game. A very, uh, I don't know if you remember that uh, post game conf- con- or uh, post game interview he did um, years ago. It's legendary. Jeff Brom is a tough guy, 100 percent certified tough guy. Older brother of Brian Brom, who West Virginia shocked in that triple overtime. Um, Louisville guy. No, 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 wait, wait. wait. I thought Louisville was the good. They were up. They were up like
1: twenty to seven in the
0: fourth quarter. Yeah. Yes, we came back oh. and won. That joke- oh oh, that's right. Western Day won one of three overtimes. Gotcha, gotcha. Pat White, Steve Slayton. But Jeff Brom, Jeremy, I was at the Orange Bowl. And our seats at the Orange Bowl were the VIP of the VIP. I mean, it was just, I'm telling you. I went I thought I was in the mall. I never seen nothing like it, Jeremy. They had they had whole restaurants, sushi, I mean, and then he, I'm charging my phone at the station and here comes Scott Frost, because he was inducted into the Orange Bowl Hall of Fame. Okay, I was with- Jeremy, Scott Frost. <laughs> Scott Frost looks like he can play linebacker. Is he right big dude? Is he big? Jeremy? Yes. I mean, I'm like I always tell you, I'm about 6'2, 245 pounds. And Scott Frost, Jeremy, he Jeremy, he made he dwarfed me. No, he, he and I said, play. Hey coach, coach, uh, can we get a picture real quick? Because nobody else recognized him. But yes. you know, like I always tell people, people are like, how did you know that so-and-so? It's my job to know. Yeah. So I'm like, Coach, can we get a picture? And he looked like he wanted to, and then he stopped and said, well, he's like, I got to catch a bus. And I immediately thought, yeah, like the bus is going to leave without you, Scott. No, no, no. That almost reminds me, I, 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 I knew th- better. I thought you. <laughs> yeah, I knew better this is because the same Scott word. Frost ain't no punk. That's like uh,
1: in Morgantown when West Virginia was playing Oklahoma, and, and uh, Antonio Brown was on the field. Yeah. And I tried to go up and talk to him. A lot of people made it there. I went up there and tried to talk to him. His big old huge bodyguards was like hey, just let like the man watch the game. Now, usually, somebody would get punked out. don't no disrespect I, me. But I let big and huge slide
0: on that one. Let him slide. So I let Scott Frost lie, but Scott Frost, Jeremy, Jeremy. And also, the other thing you have to remember, Scott Frost, remember when he played in Nebraska? And he's young. He's young. But remember the kind of athlete he was? You can't even run away from him. He's got the speed. Oh, you mean the strength. you can't <laughs> run away from him. Yeah. Yeah. Scott Frost definitely wins that group. All right.
1: On to the next three. Old oh, dip. Paul, Chris, and Whiskey. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: With the glasses and the old bell.
0: alert. alert.
1: He about that old man life. Yeah, he
0: about that old man life. We got Pat FitzGerald. Get him, get, get, get him some more cheese, okay? All right, what about Pat FitzGerald? Pat West Pat Western. FitzGerald's a certified tough guy. Yeah. 100% linebacker. Uh full of energy. Pat FitzGerald is a dog even though he's a wildcat. You don't really want to mess. No. With me. Pat FitzGerald. The only person that I trust is me. Mess around <laughs> and make me
1: bust. Yeah, no no, he's, he's a Ask real dude. the devil. They always want to dance. Uh, I don't know Anyways. anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Let's just stop take a right break now. For that. You know, he's a big dude. He's a real yeah, dude. Pat like, Fischer, Pat Fischer,
0: yeah, Pat Fitzgerald, he the truth.
1: Look, if he came through, the, I don't want no problems. No, no sir. No, sir. That's the one you asked sir on that. No, sir. No, thank you. No, sir. Yes, All sir. right, the last three. Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin, Mark D'Antonio. Mark D'Antonio's too old. Yeah. But
0: he's a tough guy. I like him. No, he's, he's kind of small. Old. He's kind of smallish, though. Jim Harbaugh likes to yell, but to me, he's just like his teams. All hype. Not about that action. You
1: know what? If this were a few years ago, I would take Jim Harbaugh because he the dude has such intensity. He has this fierceness. I feel like he's a big dude. Um, they talk about fights between him and his brother, uh, John, John. John, and they say it's no question. He's just a bigger specimen. So for me, I was really close to taking Jim Harbaugh. I know we're not supposed to be announcing who we're going to take. Are you kidding you were going to
0: take Jim Harbaugh? You were going to take, where's his khaki's too high? I said five years ago. Oh, yeah. You said you were really... I started that with five you just, years but ago. You just really quick. Just now you said I was really close to taking Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, yeah. It, well, If it were five years ago, I would have taken him. But it, it would have been a portrait then too. James probably. Franklin. James Franklin is the worst of the worst when it comes to all <laughs> of this. Get you, James Franklin... <laughs> Not as a person, not as the coach, but as a Royal Rumble contestant. Forget Royal, you. Royal Rumble contestant. James Franklin. Too nice. ja- no, too nice. James Franklin tried to fight a fan this year when they lost to Ohio State.
1: Was it a skinny? Um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> James Franklin,
0: with all of his security. Would we'll you stop at skinny?
1: We'll with all of, a skinny with all of his skinny With
0: all of his security, with all of the players around him, James Franklin's going to try to fight a fan uh, just because he's mad he lost. But I, I was like, going to say, uh, was this before or after he got win? But I will say, James Franklin. Funny how people want to fight when Jeremy the team loses. Jeremy said James was too nice. James Franklin Ran the score up without mercy on Pitt. Ran it up. Uh, but that's that's warranted. All I'm saying is he's not nice. No, no. He's not like one of those teams taking knees. He even said, he even said, uh, he, Jimmy, he just punked him. He talked about him before the game like they weren't a rival. James Franklin's not too nice. James Franklin, however. I'm about to take him just for that, actually. James Franklin ain't winning no Royal Rumble. Especially not when you have included in that group. Who, no, no. Wait, who, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait. You, you
1: better give your answer of who, who you want to pick. What? Wait. Who was the third person we talked? So Mark Dantonio, the, Jim
0: Harbaugh, and James Franklin. That's right. Uh, oh wait, of that group? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh. No, no, he's he, he about to spoil it. No, let's get to no, it. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. No, I messed up. I messed up. No, let's of that g- group, of that group, I'm actually going to take Harbaugh. All right, no, no. So After that, I said all that trash, <laughs> of, of yeah, that group,
1: yeah. I'm taking Harbaugh. But it's a weak selection. And it's group. a weak selection. I mean, like, you're gonna pick Harbaugh no I mean, Harbaugh what. climbed the tree for a recruit, so you know he's willing to do okay. what it takes. I'll okay. give him that. All right, so let's let's do it. Let's get the drum roll. It's, it's, down, it's down to two, Jeremy. It's down to two. It is down to two. And it's I get a it's feel, Pat Fitzgerald I've, versus Scott Frost. And, and, and you already know. I promise. You can look at my paper. I had a little star between Scott and a big star between Pat. Yeah. And I know you're going Scott Frost. I'm going Pat Fitzgerald. Dude is too big, too
0: strong. I'll, let me hear your argument for, for Scotty boy. My argument for Scott Frost is though he – so Pat Fitzgerald was a linebacker. That gives him the credit because you think linebackers are the toughest guys on the field oftentimes, right? Scott Frost, you think you don't think a quarterback is tough, but Scott Frost ran that option offense at Nebraska. He's used to hitting, he's used to contact, he's tough. And Scott Frost has maintained that Chip on his shoulder, that toughness, and he's in shape, and he stays in the
1: gym. Yeah, I, you know what? This is maybe the most excited I've ever been for a final two. In yeah, a conference. me too. Fitzgerald, Scott Frost, let's get it on, man! I, I don't need to see anybody else. Nah, I would love that matchup. So we're gonna put that up on the poll. So not only we, I mean Nebraska Northwestern, they ain't
0: win nothing on the field, so they My- better <laughs> better win a Royal Rumble. <laughs> so it's gonna be down to Pat Fitzgerald, Scott Frost, and this is a good selection. The Big Ten, the Big Ten has a good chance really? of winning this Royal Rumble. They have a good chance. They've no, they great, don't. They got a good chance. No, they don't. I just said they would. No, no. We all, here's the thing we're going through all these teams. We're going to group in of all. five,
1: power five Jeremy and I already know who's going to win all. There's all. one person. And when we say this in a few weeks, yeah, <laughs> there's no over. debating. But <laughs> I just no, said they have a good chance. Coach O, Mike Gundy. There's no debating
0: who who is going to win this Coach's World Rumble. So, but, so we're going to put it up on the poll Scott Frost or Pat Fitzgerald. <laughs> Next week, we'll do the Pac 12. Back 12. And we'll go through all those coaches. We'll see what they got. I can almost guarantee you nothing to be worried about. Yeah. But we'll get to it. We'll talk about it. We'll, we'll let you guys know. We you wanna, guys can let us know. And uh, that's we, that. We got to hear your vote.
1: Rat me, boys! Astor of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at AstorGatto.com.
0: All right, it's the RVK brand of Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by Jeremy J. and Fiend Phoenix. We, we are now talking about Mr. Neil Brown. He's the hottest name in town the hottest name in the state of West Virginia. And he's the buzz of college football, several outlets saying that we won the coaching carousel, despite being the last job to come open. We are excited. I did not realize I could be this excited for a coach. Hit it out of the park. The moment I started to see his credentials, his record, I was very excited. Now Neil Brown has touched down private jet. I don't know who let him ride my PJ, but I'll do whatever it takes for the program. And, it's about assembling a staff. I uh, wasn't. Yeah,
1: we do need to assemble a staff. I didn't know I was going to be this excited. I really didn't. Um, everything you read, everything you see, uh, the interview uh, with, what was her name who uh, came on? Um, She's going to put me on the spot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, you know who uh-huh. he You know who he, uh, he Let but, me uh, see real quick. Wait, no, no, no. Because no, 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 she,
0: no. she picked. Melanie
1: Melanie Newman Melanie Newman sorry Melanie Mel no she did such a good job articulating why he was such a good coach and why he would be a good fifth for West Virginia. Such a good human being absolutely absolutely I am genuinely excited for next year I saw somebody put up hey uh, good luck to the uh, ticket the ticket administrator whoever yeah. sells uh, uh, season tickets for the year when this whole Holgerson thing happened now legitimately, I think the whole fan base is super excited. And like you said, now it's about
0: assembling a staff. Well, it's recruiting and assembling a staff. Neil Brown had made offers before he even got to Morgantown. Neil Brown's watching national championship, and they're showing him on calls with recruits. Darnell Wright, who we were not even in the top ten for, now says it looks like we are possibly a favorite with the coaching change. My dad asked, "Does that say more about Dana or does it say more about Neil?" And I said, "Maybe it says a little bit about both." And you
1: know, top, but with stuff like that with Darnell Wright, people are there, sometimes you just you have different personalities. That's what, you what have different Some, feelings. But
0: maybe it says something about both. Yeah, yeah. So, so. so, but let's real quick, let's go through who is coming with Brown from Troy. The report is Matt Moore, who's the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach. He's coming. Sean Reagan, the quarterback's coach and co-offensive cor- co- uh, coordinator. Vic Koenig, defensive coordinator and the safeties coach, which makes it less likely that Gibby's around, but we'll see what happens because there's been no official word. And of course, you know, the RVK loves the man from Van. We want him here. And I think that there are really legitimate benefits to the program for him being here. Uh, Kirk Sirach- uh,
1: Shiraksha?
0: Uh, I'm not sure how to say that. Kirk Sharaka, who was the offensive coordinator at Minnesota. Prior to that was the offensive coordinator at Western Michigan, was reported to be coming to Morgantown. It looks like that's not going to happen Yeah, we were hoping for that, but... Chad Scott from North Carolina is coming instead. So, it's hard to say because... We know that Chad Scott has been one of the things for him is he's been with Neil Brown through his different stops at different coach at uh, different coaching jobs. So I like that he's getting a guy he's used to, he's comfortable with. I think that's important for the coaching staff to have co- uh, continuity to be able to get along. That's important. Yeah. Um. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is winning. But sometimes that produces winning. But the biggest thing, honestly, Jeremy, for me, I just trust him. Like, when Dana was assembling his staff, getting Joe DeForest, it was like he was just hiring his friends early on. He learned from that and adjusted. And he brought in West Virginia guys as he went. Neil Brown seems like he just... Has a plan. He knows exactly who he is and what he wants to do. Absolutely, and you and know I what? Trust him.
1: And, and you know what? That, that's big. You talk about he has a plan. He knows what he wants to do and how he wants to accomplish it. That's one thing that Shane Lyons said when he was on the Sportsline show with Tony Creedy. He said the thing that was so impressive about him is that he was so prepared for his interview. He knew about West Virginia. He knew about uh. He, and the thing is, when he came in, he only had forty eight hours, and yet he knew about the history. Did
0: he only he, have forty eight hours?
1: Well, this this is what he said. This is what he did, said on Sportsline. Did he really? But he also talked about the recruit, the, the assistance that he wanted with him in West Virginia, why he wanted them. Yeah, he, he uh, showed like ties to Ohio or ties to Pennsylvania. Like this dude was so thorough and so prepared for the interview, um, a- an amazing interview. But he's just like you said, he was just ready and he had done his homework. He's very diligent. That's the words I'm looking
0: for. No, he's, the he's, dude is very digital, diligent, very thorough, very thorough. He meets Coach Nealon at the facility and starts talking to Coach Nealon about his accomplishments. And how impressive they were. Yeah, yeah. Is that necessary for his job? No. Do you think Don do you think Dana Holerson gave two craps about anything Don Nealon did before him? Don who? Exactly. <laughs> and I'm not saying this to bash Dana, because I liked Dana. Um, I just it's just a different, and that's usually what happens. When you get a new coach, you usually go for a different personality when you're changing, when you're changing because you're not happy with the results. And of course, this was not exactly getting fired. Uh, but it was a separation. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was a, and in the end, it's basically a mutual separation. It was a breakup. It was a and breakup. So we're going with a different culture, with a different personality, and that's where we are with Neil Brown. And I just, I can't get over how much he is interested in and knows about. Who and what West Virginia and, is, and
1: who he is—that's that's what uh, one thing Shane Lyons said. He said, out of all the things you could take in to like you know read about who you want as a coach, he said fit is the most important because you can have great coaches if they don't fit your university, if they don't fit. You can have a guy from California, yeah. from Hollywood, who's an amazing coach. You bring him to Morgantown, West Virginia, it's a different culture. He said yeah. the thing he loved about uh, another one of the many things he loved about Brown was the fact that he's from Kentucky. Yeah. He's part of Appalachia. He understands the culture. His family still lives there, and so when he talked to Shane and they were discussing it, he a- appreciates and, and understands what it, means, what it means to be from this part of the country and also what it means to be a Mountaineer. They discussed the fact that West Virginia doesn't have a million teams. They have one team. It's the Mountaineers and what that means and how that impacts you, but not only you, but your entire staff. Yeah. They went over those things.
0: And he's not going to say Appalachia because he's from Appalachia. You understand?
1: I was going to say Appalachia.
0: You said it right. I'm saying oh, yeah. he's going oh, yeah. to say it right, too.
1: Nah, you, you know me, I always say stuff wrong, so <laughs> nah, <right. You> <laughs> I she was right.
0: correcting me. Um, people talking about uh, who's leaving, you know, we're, it looks like we're going to lose Doug Belk, even though that's not set in stone. We lost Carrier already. Carrier was a friend of RVK. Carrier, to me, was an underrated coach. People disagree with me. They put out stats, but two times, two years in a row, he was voted coach of the year, receiver's coach of the year by his peers. No, by, no, that's, that's a big loss for us. His, his, his receiving room produced and... I just, I respect the dude. Tyrone Carey is one of those guys who's just going to be successful no matter what he does, where he goes. Wish him the best for sure. Uh, Looks like Wickline's out. Um, It looks like, uh, oh, also Ryan Dorchester, director of recruiting, is gone. So you know we're going everything's gonna change. This gonna be a clean house. It's, it's gonna be everything's gonna change. Mike Joseph, I think, hasn't decided yet. Waiting on the strength coach to make his decision. I did hear somebody say, "Whatever happens, he hopes Neil Brown can find a uh, find a strength coach who can keep players from tearing an ACL every single wow. season." Wow,
1: and this I mean, like look, 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 we joke, we we like kind of tongue in cheek, joke. tongue in cheek, but real real talk. Same position, same injury. Or I don't know why or how. I'm not blaming anybody.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Can we figure it out? Anyway. Maybe they need to stop running the hill. No, I'm joking. I, I I'm no, joking. No, I'm no, joking. No, I'm joking. You? Joking. You? Joking. But yeah, Coach Neil Brown's in town. As much as we love that Neil Brown is the guy, um, as great as he's been so far in his farewell speech to Troy, in his coming to Morgantown to work. He's his him showing doing. up at the soccer girl's soccer camp. Or even just look at, look at the access we have. Did you ever see pictures of Dana recruiting? Like, I I think that's another thing, the access. But is this this Neil Brown or is it Shane Lyons who's providing this access? Dana Holgerson did nothing that he was not contractually obligated to do. Dana Holgerson had no interest in doing anything. We had no spring game last year, Jeremy. We had no fan day last year, Jeremy. I'm not mad at Dana for that because Dana was focused on winning, but I'm going to just say this access is unprecedented and it would not be happening regardless of what the athletic department wanted if Dana was still here. And I think that's a big, big shift in access. And it's important because that means is. something to the donors. So if he's given this access on Instagram, on Facebook, and all these other places, it's going to make a difference when it comes to donors. And that's one place where we lag. There's lots of donors who never made good on their um, – promises as far as what they were going to donate.
1: But that's what one thing Melanie Newman said. Melanie Newman from a reporter for Troy, the, the university. That's what he, she said. She started uh, to, to go talk to uh, coach Brown back then. And he already knew her name. He knew her like this. Like I said, he's he, diligent. He's, he's aware. And, and he, and, I
0: hate to say, it, but, and he cares, but he, he seems he like he really cares. He cares. And so, and you know, like something is simple and people, people got on me for this, but something as simple as Dana's farewell speech. He said, people who wear the blue and gold. Everyone knows it's the old golden blue. It's in our fight song. There's a difference between us and Pitt, and no, it doesn't actually matter. No, it doesn't actually affect people. But to me, it tells you about the details. So either Dana was doing a light troll or it's just a subtle detail that he doesn't think is important. And those are the kinds of things that lose you games when you get penalties or you can't manage a play clock that I think is different with Neil Brown. Now, I might be reading too much into it. People are like, just let him go. Let let, let Dana go and just bygones be bygones. But I just thought it struck me. So I thought either Dana didn't write this or Dana was trying to make a point. The other thing I'll say is, as much as we talk about Neil Brown, I was trying to say this before, Shane Lyons. The, Shane Lyons yeah. had a home run. I think he did too. plus plus. Plus, 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 plus. And
1: you know what? Here's the thing. Sometimes when you're making a decision, because you've had people around with you that you've dealt with, because you have so many different people in your ear. Matter of fact, once again, on Sportsline with Tony Creedy, that's what he said. One of the the most difficult thing of this whole entire job was, was, you know, actually listening to all the candidates, all the people calling in who wanted the job. People you have relationships with, people you've been around for years and years and years, and how you weed them out to find the one guy. So so Shane
0: so far it looks like he did. He hit a home run. He hit a grand slam. And it's hard, it's hard with the sentiment when you get a guy like Tony Gibson, who is a West Virginia born West Virginia born and bred. And that's who I'm talking about. Let's Tony be Gibson, for real. That's what we're Tony talking Gibson about. Gibson loves this university Tony G. as much as any person who is alive. Not only does he love the university, but Tony Gibson had a plan, a good plan for how donations and recruiting could be improved. I heard that he impressed the athletic department with his presentation. And it, it could have been easy to fall into the emotion. I know that RVK would have made probably nobody else would have gotten an interview. Yeah, no, no. There would have uh, been no okay. <laughs> interview. But Shane Lyons was able to get the guy that he felt was best through the vetting process yeah. that he'd been doing for years. Um, this is not a knee-jerk reaction. This is not after the Fiesta Bowl. This was a thought-out, planned-out process. And we got our guy.
1: And one thing is, two people are like, oh, well, he rushed. He did this. He did that. We What? I heard people saying, well, you know, we wish we would take some more time. But one thing Shane said was really important to him was to hire um, before the classes, before the kids came back and before the new recruiting window opened so that his coaches were in there, everybody could get their ducks in a row so they could attack recruiting like they should. Now, granted, granted, you want the coaching staff and the the rest of the coaching staff in there, but the head coach is the most important. So that was important for him in making this, this decision. Not that it had to be necessary quickly. But it had to be the right decision. But he did have some of those marks as to, I want to get this accomplished before this period
0: of time. I was okay with it being quick because you should have had a plan for this.
1: And uh, look, can we give hats off? We are not Tennessee. We're not Tennessee. Did you see the debacle in Tennessee looking for coaches? We are not Tennessee. Did you see how smooth, quick, and with precision it happened? Yep. I, I loved
0: it. It was very smooth. Yep. I loved everything about it. I'm with you, Jeremy. I loved everything about the process. I loved how everything was kept close to the vest. I like how I liked everything about it. I mean honestly, I I questioned. I put out the poll, do we trust Shane Lyons through this process? And Shane Lyons allayed all of my fears. Shane Lyons proved that Parkersburg is what it is, the best city in the state. Represent again RVK. Wood Shane County Lyons. on, the, on Wood, the map. Wood County is in the building. Shout to Shane Lyons. That they Jackson process. Jackson Junior High School all day son. Parkersburg PHS, do you sing praise, son? to Emerson
1: Elementary uh, Emerson Eagles, excuse me. Emerson <laughs> Elementary <laughs> Eagles, that's right.
0: Triple E, son. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. That's all we got to say. Thanks for joining the RVK. As always, get at us. <laughs>
1: Podcast Network.